0: Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this game, of this podcast. And what that means is that I do create Uh, the story I help plot out some storylines but do they matter they do not because my players are the ones with the real agency here to do what they want and make their own choices and discover the world in their own order at their own pace which is exactly what they do all the time Uh, and I just throw away my plans like for instance if somebody just decides to do their biggest most powerful magical spell <laughs> at the culmination of a huge story arc and they just just throw away all of my hard work that is exactly what they are allowed to and supposed to do and who are the people who are making me throw away all of my hard work why there are wonderful players and let's meet them now
1: lucas you have to introduce me now yeah i know jesper hi guys it's me <laughs> lucas Fischer. <laughs> oh the a- acting on point here yeah. <laughs> Dangerous and dangerous.
2: <laughs> That's what you record in the morning, you know?
1: <laughs> Hi guys, it's me again and I play Jasper Casper, who is the human wizard from the non magical world. And all that Jasper wants is, you wanna say it for yourself? Yeah.
2: Try and find a place to belong.
1: And I'm sure that we can help him.
2: I just love that Lucas sounds so depressed. And then <laughs> that was like, Good morning everyone. Now introduce yourself. Hi, my life is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Nadine Kuhn and I play Cecily Mary Nature Spring. She is a pixie elf that accidentally created herself wings by experimenting with magic. Now she experienced her big magic, which is called Gertrude. And <laughs> what that means is you have to listen to the last episode. Ooh.
3: Hey. The, the bait. The bait. <laughs> Noise. Just trying to make it. it
2: interesting, you know? We never know who starts here. and if someone starts here i'm like there's so many episodes before
3: (laughs) yeah don't listen to them of course listen to them it's important for the story helps us as well hey there i'm sebastian kinder and i play uh, eric miller musician magician with a troubled past uh you see a lot of people forgot who he is uh in the past a lot of people remember who he is mostly because uh, the Dungeon master the magician master don't want me to slip out of every trouble that's going to arise yay
1: you all heard it even sebastian nearly forgot what the name of eric was (laughs)
3: yeah the pause was a bit too long my friend
1: you you know
3: it's it's way too early for my taste. i play uh, someone Uh, oh someone names are (laughs) illusion welcome
0: to our early morning edition of uh jk we are rolling and folks it's it's true maybe i should address it like during a recording that Nadine and I are on tour together right now with the show. And I, I usually say this at the end of the episodes. So I don't know if, if you're skipping the end, don't do that. I work hard on the stuff. But uh but it's it's fine. Um but don't. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're all all four of us are working, performing jobs, and finding the time to record these past two months has been really insane. Uh but everybody's banded together. So
2: if you ever see um, You're on tour and you might see like me walking through the hallways of a hotel in my pajamas. That's because I go all the way downstairs to bring Michael his headphones into the other room. So that might be a yes. thing. If you ever, don't approach me if it's early because I'm tired. <laughs> but that's what happened today. Three times.
0: It's true because I'm in a separate room and I'm, I'm, I can't leave it because I don't have a key to it. Thank you, Aha Munich. Zood for Shout out. yes so we we have some there's there's been more technical difficulties than usual but thank you all for those of you who've been listening in and and keeping sticking with us uh hopefully you're enjoying our little mini friendly episodes but uh we know that the real juice is in the fruit of these uh you know full-on episode recordings so we're, we're trying to make them happen and it's funny that Sebastian brings up that, uh, you know, you should listen to all of the previous episodes. We hope that you do. We hope that you enjoy them. But, you know, it is it is likely that some people will listen to this episode first because it's the beginning of a new story arc. And sometimes I tell people to, to join in just at the beginning of the newest story arc if they just want to jump in and get into it. And funnily enough, our last story arc, new one, began at episode 20. And now it's episode 40, exactly 20 episodes later, so at least I'm consistent. Yes? <laughs> Coincident? <laughs> I think not. No. Um, so, folks, you know, something very exciting happened at the end of our last episode, which is that our characters here, uh, Eric and Jasper and Sasley, were exposed to heavy dosages of magic like they had never been exposed to they saw magic that they'd never seen before they did magic that they never did before and get through to what they've through what they've seen and what they've experienced and what they were just magically exposed to all of them have unlocked their first
4: master
0: skill uh, and we're very excited to talk about that so instead of our usual questions today we're going to each talk about each. I'm included. <laughs> My master skill is storytelling.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, today we're gonna <laughs> talk
0: about what your master skills are. So, uh, Lucas, if you want to start and talk about what Jasper's new master skill is.
1: So after Jasper had spent the last episodes in this morph dungeon and was exposed to all this magic, with was so. Exciting, you know, like just riding Small World in Disneyland. if i like, oh, today I really have to um, set my master skill, and here's a quite fun one because his master skill is called home run, and um, home-, home room,
4: uh, home
0: room. <laughs> <laughs> home run! Home run! <laughs> He's rounding <and laughs> fourth. It's home base.
3: I tell you, it's the baseball bat. It's the baseball bat.
2: It got to its head. You're like. Now it makes sense what this <laughs> trick is, what this thing is about. Now it makes sense. <laughs>
0: we just reveal episode 40 that your whole character is baseball themed. Like, oh, the yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so as we all know, my master skill is called Home Room. Oh. Um, and it allows me, uh, the player, to choose a room, which which has some certain rules because of measurements. But um, I can select a room or Jesper can select a room. And um if there's any magical word spoken, I can activate that room and give it a special how do you say a special effect. Mm-hmm. And the home room, of course, says it all. Um it gives Jasper the opportunity to create um the room the way that he would feel more comfortable with. So for example, um it's it's more of a safe zone of, of a base that he and other players can join. For example you have the library but you don't want it to be the library i can use my homeroom skill and um as soon as the words home sweet home are said um Ah. then he can activate it and um it kind of regenerates in a way like the tardis in doctor who for the people who know and um for example it, it would create a nice pillow corner you know for sleepovers and it would have a nice tree for um Wilbur, it's so long for Wilbur.
0: (laughs) Wilbur feels the same. He's like, no one ever asks Wilbur. No one ever
1: talks about Wilbur. Until he has his tree now.
2: So what I ask myself is like, at the beginning when you slept in Neudrachenberg for the first time, did Jasper do that master skill for himself to make him feel home, like more comfortable. So he always thought that he's in his bedroom at home.
1: No, he has a nightlight. Oh, that makes <laughs> him
2: comfortable. Yeah. enough.
0: That is the master skill is just a nightlight. <laughs> so yeah, this master skill, it, it allows Jasper to pick any room and apply a certain effect to it that is triggered by a trigger word. So that doesn't have to be any specific effect. But you can tell that uh, Lucas has already given some thought to what his, his effect might be. But what room that and exactly what the effect will be, we will reveal at a later date. We can all be wonderfully surprised. Uh- <laughs> I would say around 2024. <laughs> but it's, it's really a skill that has a lot of different uses, and Jasper can reset it once a week. Very exciting. He has a lot of, lot of uses for that.
2: So Sassley's master skill is a huge, very strong spell if you say so. It's called party trick illusion or she would call it pixie trick illusion and <laughs> it's huge, it's massive. She can create an illusion of a small object that is like that's maximum a meter and um, it has to be in the reach of the arm of the caster, but it can be whatever you want, but it's just the illusion. It doesn't, doesn't smell like it. It doesn't sound like it. It's just something to maybe distract people or to, yeah, to be visually fooling other people, I think.
0: Exactly. And that illusion can be going on all the time. Sassily never has to get rid of it or drop it. She can have a small illusion happening within her arm's reach 100% of the time. I think it only goes away if you cast another spell mm-hmm. or if you lose a constitution.
2: It might be fast, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and I, I don't remember what, what else might make you drop it. But I know there's a few things that can make the illusion go away, but for the most part, you can have a constant illusion happening. But the
2: question is, can she make an illusion of something bigger, just small, or just something that is the actual size? Meaning if she wants to have... like. A little version of her of a house can it be Mm -hmm. a little illusion of a small house or does it have to be the actual size of the object
0: oh you can make an illusion of a small house if you want
2: that happens all the time. I don't know why you look like that.
0: <laughs> whatever you want. You reach into your, your creative mind. And Use your imagination. You fabricate whatever you want. Use your imagination.
3: And the first thing she's going to illusion is a cup of peanut butter.
0: <laughs> no, but did she be sad because her fingers just go right through it.
4: <laughs>
0: that leaves me...
3: Uh, as, as we just uh, learned and noticed, communication is key in many things, <laughs> like especially if you need to talk your way out of situations with the big, bad, evil guys. So what better to learn than a word bubble? Eric's master skill, uh, he can either send a vocal message to a target within 30 meters immediately, or he can leave a message for someone uh, at a selected spot that lasts for four hours. He can do this three times a day, and the message is allowed to contain 30 words, and that's it. But it's useful, because uh, as I imagine, as he uses the spell, it doesn't make any sound at all, and just the targets hears what he says. So maybe for sneaking it might be helpful.
0: Definitely. I think this will be one of those master skills that has more uses than you realize it even has as the opportunity arises to use it. But also, finally, (laughs) your team has long-distance communication powers, and I I hope that's going to be helpful. And I think this is not dissimilar from Dungeons & Dragons, the message spell. The message spell allows the other person to respond, I believe, which this does not allow. Yeah. But this has the added effect what I think is cooler is what I think of as the word bomb, which is that you can leave the message there for four hours to be triggered when a certain person, uh, which I need to change the wording of the spell so that's more clear. Sorry, y'all, I write it all myself. But that that word bomb, as I call it, can trigger when a certain person is there so that not just anybody walking by is like, what is this?" What, what is that? <laughs> no, I, I, I can also imagine that pretty uh, useful to distract someone. <laughs> True. Uh, I hope that 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 is going to be an effect that is fun and cool to use. Are you are you
1: implying are you implying that my sudden nachklang wasn't effective enough the past episode? <laughs> I feel like you give the job to someone else here. No 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 the point is you can
3: still mimic people's voices perfectly. All I can do is just write longer
1: messages.
0: Mm. I mean, you guys need to find a way, some kind of magical means to combine your your spells. I'm not going to tell you how to do that, but that would be cool, <laughs> because then you could leave word bombs in the voice of somebody else, which would be pretty cool. And then and then Cecily comes with her plus one.
2: No, then I come with my, my master skill and I create a tiny little illusion of that person who would say it.
4: <laughs> it's teamwork, guys. Hey. It's teamwork. Hey, hello, hello.
3: You know what? Let's upgrade the communication network in the magical world. I'm up for it.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. All of our new master skills. And uh, I can't wait to see how you are able to implement these, if you are able to implement mm-hmm. these in the future, but these are just the kind of first basic master skills. There are more to unlock in the future, more powerful abilities. But uh, at this point, having just kind of discovered, oh, th- I- I've-, I've come to know magic so well that I can use this ability uh, without having to roll the dice. There's no dice check for ever using it. All of these are a bonus action or a free action to use. They don't they don't cost a full action during battle um, or at, at any point in time. They are the magic abilities that you have that you know so well that you can just do them. So very new for our characters to have anything that works for them in that way magically, and they can all feel very proud of themselves. a little pat on the back. yes <laughs> But we are now entering into a new part of our story, having narrowly escaped the hideout—I well, mean, sort of—you're not that far away from it, but you kind of have escaped the hideout of the Einheit Seven, uh, where there's a massive battle going on on the inside. A strange and mysterious figure has walked up to you, offering to give you a way out, and I can't wait to find out what's going to happen next.
2: So not suspicious, Indy. So,
0: <laughs> without much further ado. Let's begin this next episode of J.K. We're Rolling.
4: Last time on J.K. We're Rolling. Hello, it's Connor. the Marceline here. Recently, Jasper and Eric attempted to save Sasly from the clutches of the Einheit Saren by attempting to blow up the kitchen and gas pipes, using Jasper's brain ghost map to help with the planning. Meanwhile, Sasly found herself choosing between a month of imprisonment in the Shadow Realm, a decision supported by Yuvel Arkenal, or death at the hands of Knecht Ruprecht and his goons. Having found a firm ally in Dante and the Pixies of Pixidor, Sassley made a break for it, causing a battle between the cultists and elves that seemed to favor the cultists. That's when Sassley decided to unleash her big magic. A giant-winged pixie elf with a turtle shell and sunglasses made of bone and formed of magical light burst forth from Sassley and decidedly turned the tide by immediately capturing the leader of the human cultist, Yuvel arkanar The boys soon jumped into the fray and it was clear that escape was the only option. At that moment, the agents of Monarch broke into the building in full tactical mode. Gertrude, the big magic elf, carried out Eric and Jasper, as Dante airlifted Sasli out of the room. The Crampine tried to enter the battle but were delayed just enough as Eric and Jasper's explosion shook the laboratory. The Shieldless made it out only to find that Mildred and Yazedva were nowhere to be seen, but a strange figure approached and introduced themselves as Indy, urging the group to follow them. I hope they get to rest soon, because I need a nap just from reading that.
0: So, there you are. You are standing a bit in the distance from the hideout of the Einheitserland, but you can see it. Uh, you You have not fully left this area yet because you just managed to get out, say goodbye to Dante, who flew back to Pixidor. He flew to get out of there. And as you looked around you, you noticed that... Every direction in a circle around you, all of the Shimmer crystals of Shimmerheim are blinking red, which is not good. That is the sign to the city guard, uh, the mushroom guard, they're called. <laughs> the mushroom guard, they they wear these green outfits. You saw them when you came into the city first. They checked you in, and their job is to uh, make sure that that's not happening. <laughs> So that would be a a bad thing if they saw that all the crystals were turning red around you. So you you have this issue. You're thinking that maybe going directly into the middle of city center right now would not be a good idea. But as you exited, you saw a figure had been watching this location and uh, saw you and waved you over and said, Hey, hey, you
4: guys. Come over here. Come with me. Gotta get out of here. Come on.
0: Uh, And they came closer to you and uh, introduced themselves as Indy. And Indy said that if you want to safely leave the situation, you had better follow them. They said they were sent by a mutual friend. And Eric, at that moment, you noticed that Indy has a... Wireless microphone as their musician magician wand. And you saw on the bottom of that wireless microphone an amber stone, almost identical to the one that is on your violin bow. Mm-hmm.
5: Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Three syllables. We said it.
0: <laughs> True <It drew> evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, indie. You know, looks at the three of you and uh, the two of you, I imagine at this point, are kind of picking up Sassily, who sort of had passed out earlier and uh, picking her up and (laughs) dusting her off. (laughs) And uh,
4: Indy says, come on, guys, we got to get out of here. I don't think we have much time. Follow me.
1: I'm sorry. Do I know you?
0: Uh, They are already like gesturing you and walking off. You see they're moving kind of towards the center of the city, so the choice is up to you to follow or not. Because you do hear the battle of the crampine and mm-hmm. the agents and the cultists <laughs> and the pixie elf in the distance behind you. This battle will not last forever. <laughs> Somebody's going to win.
1: Let me, let me rephrase it. Jasper directly follows them, turning back, <laughs> turning back towards Hesley <laughs> and Eric and says, do we
4: know them? <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was some brilliant physical acting in that moment. We could just just uh, tell the listeners at home. <laughs> thank you.
3: Yeah, Cecily still passed out, so Eric kind of like tries to get her on her back. Just give her piggyback.
2: They, yeah, thank you, Eric, for not leaving me there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jasper
2: is gone. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Jasper is
5: gone. <laughs> <laughs> of the new adventures. <laughs>
0: I would have Indy cast a healing spell on you at this point, but none of y'all lost any constitution in the big battle. (laughs) It's so lame. Sorry, so lame. You should all be close to death. You should be close to death, but the lamest thing ever. It's more like, that was fun. What do we do next? (laughs) Me sending a magical healer to come save y'all at the end of the thing, and then they're like, oh, well, you seem fine. (laughs) It's Taco Tuesday.
3: It's Taco Tuesday.
0: But we can say that Indy casts a small healing spell on you, Sassily, which gently lifts your spirits. <laughs> it doesn't do anything in reality, but you feel nice.
2: <laughs> that happens while I'm on Eric's back.
0: While Eric is yodding you around call that the yoda i
2: feel great come on eric faster faster
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: i love it i love it <laughs> i go
3: as fast as i can okay <laughs> so,
0: you're <following, laughs> so you're you're following indy and indy leads you jogs you back towards city center and you see that indy is also noticing these red crystals and kind of looks over their shoulder at the three of you and says, you guys want to explain something to me or no, let's get out of here first. And uh, you can tell me later. So you all get in towards the center. But as soon as you come to a path that would lead into the actual city, you take a separate path that leads back down away from the city center to a lower level of the cliffs uh, so you're kind of would be heading back towards the hideout of the Einheitserre now, but on a lower level of the cliffs. And you start winding your way down to a second bridge. That if you have your map of Schimmaheim still, you would see there's this bridge that crosses the river a little higher up in the city, further away from the waterfalls. A quieter area, uh, less boastful. Uh, modest houses. It's a suburban area. There's you know, empty... It's 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 very early in the morning. It's like six, seven in the morning now. You spent all night dealing with this Einheitser and stuff, and now uh, spore clouds of the giant mushrooms of the city are starting, beginning to light the city once more, uh, reflecting off of the, the high, high stone dome above you that begins to look basically like the sky, even though you know it's stone. Uh, But the the lights, it's starting to light up, but still very early in the morning, so it's mostly sleepy houses and empty windows, these little neighborhood shops that kind of cater to uh, the working classes of Shimmerheim. You finally slow down as you hit and cross this bridge, but Indy, this wizard, does keep leading you out of the city, Uh, and you can tell that you're heading towards the edge of the city, you keep a fast pace until... You are almost past all of these houses, and what you see now is just a plateau of stone, and towards you, looming in the distance, these mega mushrooms that grow far, far off. They're simply massive. So as you begin to walk uh, out into this stone plateau, you've kind of slowed down now. You seem to be at a safe distance from anybody who might be coming after you. Indy says, Whoa, that was an insane turbulence that I pulled you out of there. How in the heck did that happen? And why are the Shimmer Crystals reacting to you all like your actual hounds from the deep? Fats! <clears throat> Nobody knows. Okay, that's also fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is the t- it's
2: the mistrust. We all stare at-, at Indy and we're all like, hmm, we cannot <laughs> trust them. So,
5: Hey Indy, where do you come from? How did you know that you have to save us? Tell us about you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just like making friends, you know?
4: Yeah, just so like great. always,
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Indy, you know, kind of, you get to one of these massive purpley shimmering plants that's all over the city. One of these strange giant plants that, that has this purple green hue. That have these kind of wavy palm fronds that, that come out of the ground, but they're massive, and you're actually able to pull off into a little thicket of these plants, and Indy pulls you aside and says, I know, it must seem strange, I have to explain myself, but I was sent from a mutual friend. I'm not at liberty to say who that is, but um, you gotta yeah, trust yeah. me. If it's a friend,
5: why, why are you not allowed to tell us? He will be fine. We're friends. That is a good point, Cecil. That is a good point. We're friends. Is it Jonathan? Jonathan?
4: <laughs> well, I'm part of an organization. Yeah, Die and, and
5: einheitsehren!
4: Uh... <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Indy says, Where? <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: they're just pointing the wand all over. <laughs> Indy pulls up closer to you and they say, No, you have to believe me. Look, I don't even know your names yet, but we are fighting against the saren, okay? Uh, and you, you have to trust me, and I know that you three must be important or else the person who contacted me would not have. I don't even know your names yet. Who would you tell me? <laughs> I'm
5: Sassily Mary Nature Spring. You can call me Sasley. Never call me Mary. Nature spring is unnecessary.
1: I am Jesper. You can call me Jesper. And this is Wilbur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wil- Wilbur climbs up <laughs> <laughs> out, of the, like, slides out of your sleeve and looks at you. And if it had arms, it would cross them and be like, Oh yeah? Now you want to introduce me? Now you want to talk about me? And then slither slid his back into your sleeve. I'm sorry. Okay,
4: snake guy. I like it. I'm, yeah, cool.
3: Good thing he's not afraid of snakes. <laughs> Good <laughs> Like thing. a baby. And
0: uh, I'm Eric Miller. Oh. He- yeah, you. I can write it down for you so you don't forget it. <sighs> um, my name is Indy. No last name, just Indy. I'm kind of a local celebrity here. I uh do some performances in Shimmerheim, but I work for my organization in this city. but did you say your name was Eric Miller? Yes, I did like of the Miller family yes, oh, then huh hmm, Indy seems to think for a second and uh says i um I know your aunt you do you have an aunt <laughs> <laughs> did, he ever,
2: did he ever talk to us about his aunt?
0: I think Eric said that he did. Like Sebastian told us that he did tell you all about the letter. Yeah, from I, the I think I did. did right? Yes.
2: Okay. I, I don't. I really don't
0: remember. Yeah, I think I think, <laughs> I think we had an info dump with Mildred where we just said we tell. Yeah, everybody. we tell let everybody me, about. Let me rephrase
5: it. it. Let me. rephrase it. Oh, his aunt. <laughs>
1: but still but still Cecily how come everyone knows something about the millers but we don't (laughs) yeah
0: that's quite suspicious (laughs) Jonathan Jonathan (laughs) Indy thinks things over for a second and you see they, they seem to come to a decision based on the fact that you have a mysterious mutual friend and that you are a miller and related to your aunt rose they have this this vest on and you see they open up the vest and on the inside of the vest is a it looks like the symbol looks like basically there's two horizontal lines and then three vertical lines in between those lines in a circle around the three lines in the middle
3: (laughs) i drew the correct one for all the people out there just listening to this you have to imagine it yourself
0: (laughs) Maybe I should put it on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad drawing. So you see this symbol on the inside of their vest. And Eric roll world lore. I will try to. Jepa can't
1: make anything out of it. He's like,
5: oh, it's fair trade. <laughs> 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 I, I... Looks like the moon is in jail.
3: <laughs> great so minus one that's 16
0: 16 is pretty good um you remember one of the many times that you hung out with your aunt rose she did have a small purse like a small bag that had this symbol in it. she didn't pull it out very often but would keep small like, cleaning utensils in it small little magical implements that she could Put onto her wand, uh, her harp. Sorry, harp player. Uh, that she could she could adorn her wand with just just small things, but it had this symbol on it. So you know that your Aunt Rose was associated with this symbol somehow. He just narrows his
3: eyes a little bit as he looks at the sign, and he leans a bit more forward, which means Cecily also leans forward if she's still on his back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Wait a second! I know that one. Oh. So, you
0: know about the ensemble?
3: Well, now I know more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah! No, but but my aunt uh, has the same sign on a
3: purse she carried with her.
0: Of course. All members of the ensemble have to keep this symbol on them somewhere so that we can recognize each other. Um, look, you three seem pretty entrenched in all of this, so I'll just let you know that there are some bad organizations out there, like the Einheit Saren, I know that. And monarch, those guys just suck. But there are good organizations out there, and the ensemble is one of those. We are all musician magicians, and we support each other. Each of these three lines, and uh, Indy points at the three lines in the middle, some people say that the three lines stand for the material realm, the shadow realm, and the non-magical world. And some say that they reference the material realm, the shadow realm, and a third realm beyond those. But whatever they stand for, they're evenly spaced and they're held together in the circle because our job, the ensemble, is to make sure that balance remains for all of this. And that we try to keep the world connected, in the right ways. You see, I don't know how much you know about magic theory, but essentially magic is a series of connections, like threads that hold this whole universe together. And people who can do magic are those who can use these connections to power themselves, (laughs) essentially. So our job is to guard that very complicated and delicate web of connections. We are guarding magic itself. Um and you might remember now Eric that amber you have heard is used to detect connection to see magical connections. So yeah, that's that's what the ensemble is here to do. And a member of the ensemble sent me uh, well, contacted me in my base in Schimmerheim and told me to watch out for some Monarch agents entering the city. Uh, it was hard, but I followed them. And when you three came out, I knew you were the three that I was looking for. And I'm so
1: glad I found you.
0: Nice. And we are very glad you found us.
5: Not so nice. He's playing the violin. He's not <laughs> a singer. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. Just
0: <laughs> to go to it. Every- <laughs> oh, you play the violin? I do. Excellent.
5: Yeah, he, he has also something of the, you have something yellow hanging there, the stone. And he has the same.
0: Indy's eyes get wide and says, is that, is that true? Uh, <clears throat> can I see your bow? Sure. Wait, wait a second. sesley uh,
3: you will need to hold a little bit tighter because I need to get to my...
5: Yeah, hold on. I'm sitting right on your shoulders. <clears throat> yes. Okay.
3: He reached
0: for his bow. <laughs> <laughs> so you show your bow to Indy and this amber stone. And uh, Indy says, there are only a few instruments in the world that have the magic set up in them to do what this bow can do. Uh, I mean, with a significant enough power source, you would be able to do what all of us ensemble members can do, which is see the very threads of magic around you in the world. Wow. And then? (laughs) I need to write that down. (laughs) If we funnel our magic through our musical ability, then we can follow and trace the threads of magic around us. I know it's kind of complicated, but it's easier to understand when you see it done, but you would need a pretty powerful magic source to do that. Like what? Like, let's say a purple crystal or something like that? I mean, not just any purple crystal. It would have to be exuding a... Powerful magic beyond like
2: that and she it yes. she it out, <laughs> she, <gets> it out. <laughs> she holds it above her head so she's sitting on Eric's shoulder and holds it above her head
0: as you pull it out uh three things happen <laughs> the first thing that happens is a portal to no I'm just kidding and comes out <laughs> can you imagine no the first thing that happens is that as you expose it to the open air, even though the shimmer crystals are, are behind you quite a ways in the city, you see the edge of the shimmer crystals in the city, a little red, but you're really on the edge of the city, so probably nobody would see that. And you immediately notice that Indy's mic and Eric's bow begin to glow with a yellowish amber light.
5: Look, guys. I can make them glow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? Where did you find an artifact of that power? This is incredible. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's so rare that even we, the members of the ensemble, get to witness the very connections of magic themselves. But you have something portable that you could do this with any time when I want to see that I have to go to a special place uh that's not even in the city I I don't know where you got that but I would keep that crystal pretty safe we'll try our best <laughs>
5: all right I, I'll put it put it right back here in the pocket <laughs> the pocket the safest space on the swell. it's next to the body cell corn
0: <laughs> oh if you want I could show you how to use this really quickly, Eric, if you want to know how to see the connections of magic around you. Yes, he
5: wants to. He wants to. Yeah, I, I absolutely want
0: to. Don't, you
5: don't need to. It's fine.
0: Well, it's not too difficult, but... So, Sasli, if you hold the crystal out again, you see that um, Indy takes their wireless mic out and just lets out a... Aah! But you hear that the voice is magically amplified. And as this stone is glowing, you see that they're funneling their magic in a way that from this amber stone, you see a glimpse of this web of of threads essentially. And it bursts out all around you in a small circle. And you can see all these threads coming from you, the things in your pockets, everything magical that you own, your wands, that have threads connected to you. And all of this happens as Indy is singing. And when Indy stops singing, it collapses back into the amber stone. And Indy looks at you, Eric, and says, now that you've seen me do it, I think you could do the same thing. And you can even follow certain threads with your magic to find out where they lead, which I do advise caution on, but it could be worth it to do. And... In this moment, I do not want to disrespect your privacy, so I didn't look myself, but just so that
4: you guys know, you have that capability.
0: So the way that this is going to work, Eric, is like this. Yeah. Once a day, Mm -hmm. you can roll deftness to figure out a specific connection that is around you, which we'll get into more when you choose to do that, which you can do now, obviously, or whenever you want. You can keep checking out different connections until you fail the deafness roll, which is just below a 10. It's just a 10 or above is a success. Nine or below is failure. And you keep going until you fail. Okay.
2: And all you have to do is you just have to sing into your bow from the violin. Yeah!
3: (laughs) I dare to say that I need to play with my
0: violin for that. (laughs) So if you'd like to, you can try this right now. That's up to you. I just
3: need to get Cecily off my shoulders for that.
5: Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Okay. I hold <laughs> okay. it very high. I hold it very high. That is the best connection next to your bow, I like
3: that. Okay, okay. Uh, let let's let's give it a try. Let's see if I got that right.
0: So, you use your special uh, violin ejector backpack, and your violin shoots out and lands perfectly. Into your hands, <laughs> and you just see Indy's like, "Nice." <laughs> it absolutely is. So Eric, you begin to play your violin, and the music funnels your magic into the bow of your violin, and you see this amber stone light up, and suddenly you're in this globe, and there's these faint lines, these faint spider web lines coming out from everything around you. Some are strong, and some are even smaller. You see that some kinds of magic are much stronger than others, and some things you couldn't really use for magic, but the connection's still there. Everything around you is connected in some way, but there are definitely strong lines that you can pull. And, you know, you see lines coming off of Indy, but you see lines coming off of yourself, and Sasli, and Jasper. And you instinctively know as you play your violin. Y- you can see the lines coming out of the three of you that are the same, you know? Oh, okay, well, I-, I see that these seem to be normal things, connections that everybody has. But you do notice some strange anomalies coming out of almost everybody there. uh uh-huh. And we'll talk about you and sassly and Jasper. From Sasley, you see a strange inverted line that seems to get about halfway out from her body and then disappear. But it's a strange thread because the rest of the threads seem to glow with magic, and this one seems kind of dull. It seems like it's an unpowered... Like, like as if everything else has an electrical current running through it, this one does not.
2: Do we see that too? Uh,
0: Yeah, you all see these threads, but... As Eric plays his instrument, he is able to actually tell which lines lead to which people and how they're connected. Mm -hmm. For the rest of you, it seems like this magic web of threads and it seems kind of crazy, but Eric will be able to tell you what he sees as he discovers all this. So as you notice this from Sassily, you notice that there's kind of similar lines coming off of you and Jasper. You both seem to also have lines that come off of you and then disappear. You know that these lines continue on. They're they're straight, they're taut, but wherever they are going is not in the material realm. These uh, lines that disappear, the one that comes off of Jasper, seems the strongest, like a thick, thick thread that is... Coming off of him. It is like coming out of the center of his chest. I mean, maybe thread is not the right word. This is like almost his life thread that has a bright, intense magic flowing through it that goes off uh, and then disappears and is twisted. Jasper has a second strange line, which is curving towards his pocket and then heading off into a different direction.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: From yourself, you see a thread that is moving gently in the wind nobody else has a line like that only you eric seem to have a line that is just moving around as if it is not tethered to anything and then eric you see this is a kind of bundle of lines this this moving thing it's like it's a cord that's made out of lots of tiny cords one cord, one small thread has split off from this and disappears, going off into another place that is not the material realm. Okay. Those are the strange things that you can see around you, especially when you look at Indy, whose lines seem to be pretty normal. (laughs) As you look at Indy, you're like, oh, nothing strange going on there. It's like, okay,
3: (laughs) uh, that's unusual, that's unusual, that's unusual, that... That looks uneventful, so that's normal.
4: <laughs> hey,
3: <laughs>
0: I'm Indy. <It's> like...
3: <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, he would, uh, of course, try to describe it as it goes along, as he sees it. A little bit difficult with focusing on the violin at the same time, but he tries to. Of course.
0: Yeah, it's it's like one of those things where you seem like you're in a trance, but you're like talking aloud to everybody and, and describing what you see. So you can roll at this point. You can choose one line to follow uh and roll deafness. and for a 10 or above you can follow that line and you can do this multiple times until you fail the roll. Mm-hmm. i i have to admit as much as
3: i'm curious about my own but jasper's is like my main concern in this
1: moment okay mine too mine too <laughs> i'm happy you go for it oh i got
3: an
0: 11. Ooh. you got an 11 okay tight tight okay. very tight I'm happy for my deafness bonus. <laughs> so now you feel through this music, through this sinuous violin line, you ride this thread of magic and you ride this beam of light coming out of Jasper and you feel yourself flick into this strange dark world that you've now seen with your own eyes and that you know is the shadow realm. and you follow this line through the Shadow Realm and it arcs around to a location that you know is not very far away from where you are now. Uh-huh. And you see in the distance this old abandoned building, and you see this bubble of darkness. And the the line that you are writing hits this bubble of darkness. And for one moment on the inside, You seem to see a person, but as you hit the end of the line, your consciousness comes back to yourself where you are still playing the violin. So you you can't quite hang out where you go, but you can kind of ride the line like a roller coaster and you can catch a glimpse of things as you go. Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting feeling. I feel
3: like the moment (laughs) where he hit the wall, it was like a short, like tensing going through him. Maybe one of the tones might be a little bit, um, missing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you succeeded that roll and you can roll again. You can choose another connection to follow. I'm, I'm, I'm a person for my friends. Let's go for Sassily.
2: Can you imagine we all have the same?
0: So you try to send your musical consciousness out through this line coming up from Sassily. Roll deafness. I did. It's a 12th. I'm getting better. Getting better. <laughs> getting better.
2: <laughs> Maybe see a little more of that person now.
0: <laughs> so you ride this very thin line, the thinnest, and this line does not seem to have a magical current going through it, but it's still a connection and you can still go along this thread. And you once more into the Shadow Realm, and now you're crossing vast distances, crystal forest, rock plateaus, um, ice volcano, just <laughs> all through the land. Pretty
2: cool for this weak little lion, I have to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you see in the distance another kind of bubble in front of you, but this does not look like a little bubble of darkness, kind of obscuring what's inside, but it's also kind of see-through. And... It looks like you're approaching some kind of vast forest, some kind of huge structure on the inside, a palace, a castle, and stained dark but once glittering gold, and you pop into this bubble. You're racing along some ancient pathway. You're seeing strange things off to the side of you, but as you enter this Pathway, you get the idea that something is aware of you as you are in this place, and you feel your consciousness is slowed and then flung back towards its origin, and your consciousness pops back into yourself. Okay. Mm. That was something else.
5: Is the crystal still working, Eric? Am I holding it high enough?
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, you're doing, just just let me try and see one last thing.
5: <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, so there's kind of, I would say there's three more interesting roles for the three of you that you can do. So you can pick your untethered line, your tethered line, and Jasper has a second weird line as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, do yours.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting worse again. It's 10. 10 is still a success. Which one of your lines are you doing?
3: Um, I'm doing the one from the whole bundle that's going away.
0: That's separate. So now it's like supercharged because you know these connections as if they were your own. So you <laughs> you fly out, you get onto this one little thread, you follow this thread, snap into the shadow realm. <laughs> You follow it even further, and you are again racing over large distances. And as you get near towards what you know to be the end of the line, you seem to snap into somewhere else. The ground around you seems to stop really obeying physics in the proper way. You see stones floating up. You see odd structures in the distance. Um, cracks in the ground and you hit this kind of hazy moment where you snap into some place that is not the shadow realm that is not the material realm and in the distance you make out a kind of humanoid shape but not really human you see kind of strange markings on the body you see multiple limbs and You race past this thing, which with red eyes, glowing red eyes, seems to take notice of this thread as if it could see it. And then you turn around and you see a small structure and somebody inside who is possibly injured, not moving. You don't know, but it looked like your Aunt Rose inside this small structure that is hanging in this strange place. And you snap back to yourself. Uh Aha! Okay, you have still, you've succeeded, so you have two more connections that you can follow.
3: Let's go for the one in Jasper's pocket. I know what it is. What does it have in its pockets?
0: (laughs) (laughs) 19. Nineteen. Great. So you hop back onto roller coaster Jasper. Yay! And boom! And immediately, I mean, really immediately, this line curves and kind of splits into two. And you you feel your consciousness split with it. Oh my! And part of it, a very small part of it, goes through this sapphire mm-hmm. in Jasper's pocket, and. It's weird. It's like a mishmash. It's like part of this huge line coming out from Jasper is connected to this sapphire. This other line that's that's kind of gently curving towards it is is also combined. It's all it's it's a mess before it all shoots back out and you're back along this line. And this line stays in the material realm where it shoots up out of the ground, you're going through the material realm that you've known your whole life, and you are going towards a major city, a human city. It goes into uh, an apotheca where you see a woman behind the counter that you do not recognize, and you're back into yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, there's one more. There's one more. Your untethered line. Uh-huh. Okay. 14. 14. Ah! <laughs> so the last thing that you do as you are expanding your magic and using it to figure this out is that you follow this tangle of threads. I say tangle, but it seems natural because from Sassly, from Jasper, you see the same tangle. Everybody has this. Indy has it. This is a normal thing that should exist. It seems right, and it seems natural. But yours is moving around weirdly. And you follow it to the end. Uh, You again follow actually a a quite similar path to what you just followed to uh, this this line from Jasper. Mm -hmm. And you are going somewhere familiar, close to your home where you live in Bremen. But as you get closer, the line starts to veer off. It's it's yeah this feeling of like, yes, I'm gonna be home. I'm going home. And then this feeling of wait, no, 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 no no, 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 no wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. And you follow this line and it snaps off into the air somewhere in the sky, a line that ends nowhere. And you have to actually, there, there's a danger here. I would say roll deafness again. okay? You've sent your consciousness. Into the open world, where there is no end to the connection. Oh, perfect. Eight. Eight's not good. No, <laughs> not good. You have this moment of confusion, and roll a constitution roll. 20. 20, okay. You survive. Uh, I survived! But you... That's good! <laughs> <laughs> but you feel a moment of intense pain in your brain as your consciousness almost leaps out of your grasp but you pull it back in and are able to restore it to yourself magically. Ouch. But it gives you a big headache, and at that moment, you need to stop playing the violin to recover that's, yourself. That's like the perfect
3: thing to happen. That I chose that one and the, <laughs> the last, last
1: one. one. oof <laughs>
3: Yeah, no. Uh, stops playing, most likely uh, accompanied
0: by a little ow, 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 ow. Indy's like, so, did you see anything interesting? <laughs> Was it fun? It's not really supposed to hurt, though. Uh, I saw
3: a lot of things. Um, he looks at uh, Jasper. <laughs> he looks at Cecily. So, um, I kind of have a bad message. Kind of. Do you
5: still have to hold the crystal?
3: No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't. I, I okay. stopped playing.
5: Okay, I'll put it back in my pocket. You did a good job, Cecily. Is that a nut?
3: Each of us uh, has some kind of, of of magic thread that seems to take a little detour through the shadow realm.
5: Wait, shadow realm? Did you follow it? Did you go to the shadow realm? How did it look like? How?
3: How? Yeah, How? I, I, I kind, I kind of, I kind of follow it. It's, 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 it's strange to describe. I, it was like I was driving along, uh. Jasper, your one ended just where we came from. I couldn't get any further. It was like I I was hitting a wall as I got there. Mm. Your, Cecily, took me very far away uh, until I I reached some kind of
5: castle. A castle? How did it look like?
3: How? Uh, uh, Pretty old. Um, Was it gold? No, no, it was darkened. Maybe it was gold before, but...
5: uh, No bells ringing
3: no I, I I got inside, but I think something noticed I was there, and they just got flung back uh the entire thread
5: purple eyes purple eyes
3: um i I didn't see eyes no 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 but 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 I saw uh, eyes um while I was traveling down my thread. I was somewhere i don't know a place that doesn't make sense, like the ground rocks were flying around, and there was some. Person thing, I I don't know. It had red eyes and many many limbs, uh, and I he looks over to Indy for a moment, and and I saw my
0: aunt there for a moment. Indy sits down on you know, a rock that's near you and says, "Oh, well, that's not good. Since you're her." uh nephew and you are so connected to all this there's just too many coincidences for me to explain so i will tell you that um rose miller left on a special mission because something was directly messing with the threads of magic in the world um there was this jumble there was a, a mess uh which had happened once before about 30 years ago or so. Maybe it was 50 years ago. Um, And we haven't heard from her since, but we just assumed that she was laying low because there hasn't been a huge disturbance
4: since she left. But if what you saw is true, then she might be in trouble. Uh, When did she leave exactly? It was... I don't know, uh, uh,
3: over a month ago? That that might fit because I got a letter from
0: her uh, not too long ago, I guess. We- you can figure out that the time when he says that Rose Miller left is around the time when your family forgot you and your picture disappeared mm-hmm. from all of the pictures, and the letter was sent from right before that. Uh mm-hmm. huh. So the letter was sent from before they forgot you, but it didn't arrive until after.
3: hmm uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. And, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyways, we still have to get out of here for now. I will report back to the rest of the ensemble and, and let them know
4: about this. This is bad news.
3: Yeah,
0: abs- just,
3: just, just two more, two more things. Um, there were two more threats. Jasper? Uh, there was one going into your pocket and then going away from there. Uh that one stayed in the material realm. It led me somewhere I don't know. Uh
1: looked normal.
3: which pocket was it? Um points to
1: the pocket. <laughs> can I can I take it out? The sapphire, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding up the sapphire.
5: Does it have to do anything with this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Where did you get that? Oh,
1: I found it back when we were in the laboratory.
5: Can't touch it.
1: Mm, yes. <laughs> Don't drop it.
0: <laughs> when Sassy touches <laughs> it, she does not feel anything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but but you're obviously connected to that one. Oh. Uh. And and the last thing there was another thread that I had that just went into kind of felt like nowhere. It wasn't as straight or connected as all the other ones i've seen so far and it got me very close to home but then it just drifted off away and it felt like i was nearly falling out of it i kind of have the feeling that might be connected to my aunt and what she was trying to do and maybe why my family doesn't remember me at all but hey i just caused a massive headache as it tried to get back into the threat
1: So, maybe we can, we can try to figure out what's going on with you and your family?
3: Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that the threat should just end in nowhere. Maybe it's a dead end. It's a very open end. Oh,
4: let's get to the bottom of this.
5: So, which one are we following? Are we following any of those ideas? Because I feel like we should. Here,
0: take that little stone
5: back.
4: Thank you.
0: So, Indy at this point speaks up and says, um, I think that the first thing that you need to do is to get out of this uh, <laughs> cavern and up to the surface mm-hmm. because it's going to be hard to do anything until you're out of here. And also, I think there might be several groups of people looking for you right now. Uh, I know that you can't leave through the middle of the city with that super powerful shadow magic charged crystal in your pocket. Uh, so I was going to ask some friends for some help to get you out of here. Which, which reminds me, friends, did you, do you know what happened to Mildred? Yes, we can't live without her on Yesetra. Oh, I you mean the tall guy and the older kind of stern looking but sort of kindly lady? Yeah. yeah
5: she looks a little rough, but she has a good heart. <sighs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I saw them waiting outside the compound that you were all in, but I only found them because I was tracking the movements of Monarch when they entered the city. So unfortunately I wasn't able to stop these seven agents from capturing them and taking them away. Oh, so we can't just leave them. At least they will be safe in jail, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, they slipped magical inhibiting collars on them. Uh, You know, like... uh, Yeah, yeah. Like uh, handcuffs and like collar cuffs.
5: Yeah, yeah. My mom would use them on my dad every now and then.
0: That's That in <laughs> <Pardon>? private. <up>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so they weren't able to cast magic and they, at that point, they were easy to take away because they both seemed pretty tired. So two of the agents took them away, but the rest of them went into the compound. I'm glad that you were the next three to come out. Absolutely. Oh, my. So much stuff happening. Ah. Do you know where they're going to take them? Uh, That I do not know. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I wish I knew. Okay, follow me. So Indy continues to lead you further into the rock plateau. And you come to this series of large cracks in the ground. And you follow the cracks until they become an even bigger fissure. So this kind of black hole that just drops into the ground rocky on the sides and then they sing into their mic and the sound travels down the cavern and echoes after maybe a minute tops you hear these series of creaks and metallic groans and you recognize what you've heard before the speech of Svagish creatures. And Indy leans over and says to them, Hello, my Ferumic friends. Fetch Zilberto! We need to get out of here. And you see this series of very narrow steps, a staircase, juts out from the side of the canyon leading down. And gliding up them, not really stepping, but gliding up as if their feet were one with the stone, is A slightly taller than average, which is not tall at all, Zvergish creature. If it was more human-looking, you would say that it looked like a kind of ancient old garden gnome with a pointy hat and a beard, but all of this uh, hat, beard, all of it is made of this living metal, silvery, kind of looking like mercury level, uh, like the Terminator from T2, uh, when it's like silver metal, if you know what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. This Svergish bows as deep as it can, it's not very deep, and says,
4: Indy, it polishes the stars to see you. Uh, How can I assist you today? Do you need another outfit rhinestone for the stage? And Indy says, We need immediate passage to
0: the surface, Zilbito. Uh, These are my new friends, Sassley, Eric, and Jasper. Zilbito bows once more. May your diamonds be pure and magically viable. (laughs) You cannot pronounce my name, but surface dwellers call me Zilba Toe. Is he having a cold? Well, that's just how I talk.
4: (laughs) Oh,
5: no. no. It's it's nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Zilba Toe. Yeah, also nice.
0: (laughs) He looks at you three and he says, have you seen the great builder? Uh, And... Indy, Indy leans over to you and they say, That's a customary greeting here. You can just say no, it's fine. No one's seen the Great Builder. Uh, uh, okay, uh, no?
5: I'm not sure, but I think no.
0: <laughs> and Zilberto gives an, a head nod and says, Follow me, friends of Indy. And Zilberto begins to lead you deeper into the cavern. You go down the staircase. And there's, you know, occasionally very rough walls in this fissure. You see lights in these tiny holes. You hear chatter and the sound of metal on stone as you go down, 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 and kind of arcing around in a semicircle these stairs. Eventually, the stairs turn into the side of the fissure, where yellow lamps burn in iron cages, and you enter a long tunnel. These uh, lights light a pathway, and Zilbato says, Almost there. And Indy just smiles at you, as if to say that you are in for quite a treat. As the cavern opens up suddenly to a wide basin, and a city sprawls below you, and on the sides, and even on ramps above your heads. The structures of the city are made of stone, simple metals like iron and steel, but also precious metals, silver, gold, platinum, and even some structures seem to be made entirely of precious stone, quartz, ruby, sapphire. Each building is different and unique and each a work of art. To the human or the elven eye, you could not possibly find your way through the city or recognize what the paths are. The streets aren't linear and not obvious. Bridges pass over through buildings or open work areas where Zvergish create structures. Sparks fly. Hot steam rises into the air. And at one point, you even see hot water springs where Zvergish relax and socialize. Sopato turns to the four of you and
4: says, Welcome to the realm of the dwarves. Oh, ah. thank
5: you, Mr. Silvertoe. This must be Santa's workshop.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Our Magician Master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher.
0: Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Our theme song is by Aaron Richards with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Our cover art is by Pascal Genie.
4: Well, hello there! Thanks for tuning in and listening to this next chapter of our story. We are officially leaving Shimmerheim proper and delving into the deeps with the Zvergish. In the meantime, while you're waiting to discover what lies in the caverns underneath the caves
0: of the underground city that is Shimmerheim. Don't forget to check us out on our social media platforms. I recommend Instagram at jk.weir.rolling or Facebook is JK Rolling. You can support the show on Patreon. And we are so grateful for those of you who continue to do that and help us keep making the show that we care about so much. And uh, that
4: is patreon.com slash Rolling. As I've mentioned in the past, do not fret, we do have some big projects coming up.
0: We do have a a series, for instance, of 14 character portraits that we will be putting on our social media. And all of that is going to culminate in another even bigger
4: project, which I will disclose at a later date. But keep an eye on our social media. Do you want to know what Mildred looks like? What about Yazedva? Lila Kleiner, Agent Carter? Yes, many faces, familiar, and... not no, actually I
0: guess they're all familiar but many familiar faces will be making appearances and you don't want to miss
4: that Uh, to the Patreons who make all of this hard work possible so that we can continue to expand this world and make it more real thank you so much what else do we got we got new music coming out I'm constantly putting up any maps I create
0: on our patreon Uh, I have other projects I've promised to make that I'm going to be putting on there soon so keep an eye out we love this world, and uh, I know that all four of us here at JK We're Rolling are
4: excited to keep growing with it and uh, allowing it to kind of grow on its own. I'd like to do a quick shout-out for our sister podcast, Horizons
0: Point Allegedly a D&D Podcast on Instagram. That is allegedly
4: Uh Check them out. They're always doing something interesting, interesting world building. It's... I I wish that I had that kind
0: of firepower going on in my brain, but I will suffice to keep making our stories here in the magical wizarding world as best I can. But there is some wild stuff going over there and I do recommend you check them out. I also feel that their DM, uh, Ashley, and I owe each other bad fan art of Pockets, the Mimic Cloak. And I want some fan art of the Barley Sow Corn Pigs from our universe. So it's on. Actually, that's an official challenge.
4: <laughs> that's it for today, folks. Now remember, until next time, keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready. Wow, that was an insane
0: turbulence that you pulled out of. How in the? Ooh. <laughs> <It's> not, that's <laughs> not speaking. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> words, words, <laughs> difficult. Words are hard. Early. <laughs>